Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth annual In the Spotlight Film Awards. Good to have you all here for this, which is our, our second show of this week, second of two shows this week. Obviously, this is a very, very special night. Uh, tonight, we present the winners of the fifth annual In the Spotlight Film Awards. We've been, uh, for the last month or month and a half or so, we've been asking many of you, um, the majority of our audience, to participate in the voting for this event, as we do every year for the Film and TV Awards. And once again, this has been a tremendous success. Um, I've said this for, for, since I think the first year we've been on the air, that the Film Awards is very special to me. It's very special to many of our listeners because this is the event that kind of got us going. You know, It's the event that kind of got us on the map. So many of our listeners got invested in our show because of this awards so, as this awards process, you know, we do it every year regularly. We do it the Thursday after the Academy Awards. You know, the whole thing is, I think we, I think it's our slogan for this awards show, is to get the bitter taste of the Academy Awards out of your mouth. We offer this awards show, this alternative. Um, obviously, it's not the same. We're not on a live broadcast on the air on TV. and We're not, you know, actress celebrities are not here. We're not awarding them a uh, a trophy or anything. Um, it's just, but it, but in a way, it's giving our audience a chance to participate and to reward and recognize actors, actresses, writers, directors, films that deserve to be recognized, that they feel are the best in film for this particular year, which was last year, January 2014 through December 2014. We're just rewarding the best in film. And that's what it should be about. doesn't matter if you're a movie that made $5 million or if you're a movie that made $300 million. It doesn't matter. We don't discriminate. We don't – it doesn't matter. It's just about nominating the right people and, you know, voting for who we think is the best. Some people vote on their based on their favorites. Some people vote based on, you know, who they think was the best actor or actress. Or best film in general, you know. It, you know, it's sometimes bias involved, sometimes it's not. That's what's so great about this. But the one thing you can rest assured about is it's not political. It's not politics. There's no politics. You look at our nominees, you're going to see an array of big budget movies and small budget movies. You're going to see a mixture of actors and actors. Some you might know, some you might not know. That's what's so fun about this award show. This, obviously, the film awards that we're going to award tonight, but also our TV awards which always uh, happen in September. You know, it's the same thing. We try to award the best. And I can honestly say, when we, when, when for the majority, for, for pretty much all of our award shows, we, I think we do that. Obviously, that's a matter of opinion, but we, I think I, I look at the nominees and I like what I see, you know. Most of the time I look at the winners and I at least can understand why that person or film or show or whatever has won. And that's what's so great about 
the award shows we do, and the film awards started it all, got our show off and running. So it's a pleasure once again to be able to to do this again for the fifth year in a row, and to see the success it is, to see how excited people get about it, um, and how invested people get. And it's just so. It's, I, I tell you something. You know, the TV awards I think are fun too, but I mean the TV awards are so hard. There's so much, so much that has to be put into it. But the film awards, you know, there's only so many films as opposed to TV. And, you know, it allows the film awards, I get to enjoy, I, I think I enjoy it a little more because it's not, even though it is a tremendous undertaking, it's not as involved. But anyway, here we are tonight for our fifth edition of these awards. Um, I have not, I, I literally have not seen any of the winners. I don't usually do. You know, I kind of react to them as I read them. Um, so I can't really give you any idea of what we're going to expect tonight. Jeff Tech has told me that there are surprises. I believe them. I think there's, it's been a great year for film. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some surprises here tonight. We're going to do things a little differently tonight. I will explain that in just a moment. First, I'm going to bring my co-host on, and then I'm going to explain to you how everything's going to work, and we'll get the live voted nominees out of the way, and then we'll get rolling here. Um, and... Here we go. All right, let's get him on the air. Mike, you are in the spotlight. Brian? Yes, yes. Just so, just so we're clear. Cool. If I don't get best award, if I don't get best picture, I am going to punch you in the dick. You know what the funny part is? You had the last two years of best pictures. I know, and it's to make up for something. Uh, you've had the last two years of Best Pictures and the last two years of TV Show of the Year. <laughs> yes. Well, well. besides saving the best for last, because uh, out of the two of us, I am, in fact, the superior presenter. Oh, sure. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. All right. Then I will, then just for you, one category, I will read the entire thing is the way you do it every single time. But no, seriously, uh, I think it was for something that I had to read for the nominations. Like, Brian, if I don't get Best Picture, I'm going to punch you in the dick, just so we're clear. You do realize I don't make that call, right? <laughs> I don't decide that. Brian, really you are the that. host of In the Spotlight. We I give up not responsibility be... on this award show. You know that. We should you know not that. be giving that power to Jeff Tech. I shouldn't be giving any power to Jeff Tech. I question this every single time I do it. <laughs> I but but just, so, just so we're clear, my fist, your dick. Oh, for crying out loud. Okay. But but in, in the spirit of the award ceremony, I will be doing it in a suit, a fashionable suit, maybe even a tux. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I, might, I might rent a tux just to punch in the nuts. I think that'd be a classy way of doing it, right? Yeah, it would be. Well, I mean, there's something there's something completely badass about pu- punching anybody in the suit. So, <laughs> I don't yes, know. Yes, which is person of interest, one of their biggest drawing points since ever. Right. Um. Okay. All right. So let me let's get let's get the preliminary stuff out of the way. When uh, as always, 
You can interact and participate in our show, react to our show by email, Facebook, or Twitter. You can email us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Um, my email as well as the shows, and please remember to give us some idea in your subject line of email of what your email is about to help us out keeping things organized. You can also follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG. That's my Twitter handle as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, it's hashtag ITSpotlight for anything you tweet regarding our show. And tonight, I did not put it in my Twitter post. It's one of the reasons why we're on the air late is because I could not post. Usually I post two links on Facebook. And Twitter, I post like a couple minutes before the show. I'll post, okay, this is the show tonight, and then I'll post when we're on the air live. For some reason, I could not. My 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 copy and paste thing is kind of frozen right now. I don't know what's going on there, so I could not post fi- uh, my second post on Facebook. And I had forgotten because, because again, my copy and paste thing is kind of messed up about posting this other hashtag, which is hashtag ITS Film Awards. Again, it's hashtag ITS Film Awards. Feel free to use that as well. Hopefully, I'm going to try to tweet something at some point tonight using that so people know to use that as well. Um, so there's that. And then on Facebook, to find our fan page, search for us using our full show title in the spotlight of Brian Garner. And then once you find our fan page, like our page, and then go ahead and post whatever it is you'd like to post. Facebook, Twitter, email, if you post or send it, I assure you, even if we don't reply back or use what you say on the show or mention or acknowledge it on the show or something like that, regardless, folks, okay, if, we don't, if you don't hear back from us or you don't hear it mentioned on the show, whatever you sent or posted, I assure you we have seen it. Me and Jeff Tech take turns checking everything. So just assured that you, your post or um, email has been seen or tweet has been seen. Um, the third member of our team who has been working his tail off today, I can honestly say he's worked his tail off today because it, it's, you know, we, we, we're expecting a big number tonight and we've tried to make preparations, make sure everything's good to go here. Um, he has worked his butt off tonight. Everybody say hi to Jeff Tech. Well, of course, is our technical guru. If he were an award show nomination. He would be the hardest working, most accomplished award show host in terms of being a technical guru in the history of the show. Hmm. There it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get this hashtag out. Okay. Um, okay. So now, here's the way it's going to work. First of all, let me give you the nominees for the live vote of the awards because that's, these are the awards, folks, that you're going to be able to um, vote on live throughout the show. As soon as I read these nominees, I'm only going to read them once. This is important. Um, Jeff Tech will be available for questions. He can, he'll answer them best of his ability. Um, so if you need something repeated that, you can email us or Facebook or tweet, and he will answer you. He will be monitoring that. But I'm only going to read them off once. Okay, there's three nominees per category. All right. Now, as I said, the new addition this year is if any of the choices, if any of the nominees were way out in front, like, you know, let's say they're getting like 70 80% support compared to the other two, okay? I was going to let you know of that so that we can try to balance the vote to avoid anybody stuffing the ballot box, not just like we kind of do with the actual other awards, you know, where we try to avoid, you know, stuff in the ballot with our score system and everything else. So 
I will let you know as I announce nominees whether somebody is one of the choices is way out in front, and then just to let you know so that if you want to try to rally some people to vote for something, you can do that. Okay? So we'll, I'll let you know of that. We'll start with the live vote of the awards. I'll give you the nominees, and then we will move on um, to getting into the actual the rest of the awards tonight. Remember, the, the live, award, uh, live vote of the awards, uh, you'll have about an hour to vote for them. And then once that hour is complete, the, the votes will be tallied by our our, our vote counters, our panel, and then the, the results will be returned to me and Jeff Tech, and then we will announce the winners of the live vote of the awards right before the biggest award of the night, Best Picture. And then there's a new, we're doing something new with Best Picture tonight, which I will explain in just a moment once I get the live voted nominees out, which I will do right now. And here we go, the nominees for the live voted awards. Here they are right now. Nominees for Cinematic Moment of the Year. The nominees are Dancing Groot, Guardians of the Galaxy. Genko's reaction to Smith Smith sweeping with Dixon's daughter, 22 Jump Street. And... (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe they got two nominations, but uh, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi Dream Sequence, 22 Jump Street. So 22 Jump Street's got two in there. All right. None, um, I'm going to be honest with you folks. The one that's way out in front right now is Dancing Group. So if you like 22 Jump Street, uh, and any of these moments appeal to you, you might want to, you know, rally some to one of these choices here. All right, nominees for Studio of the Year are Disney, Marvel, and Warner Brothers. It's funny because Disney and Marvel are kind of connected, but anyway. Original Song of the Year, Glory from Selma, Yellow Flicker Beat, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, Everything is awesome, the Lego movie. Right now, this this category is pretty balanced, so there's no favorites. So I'm not going to get into that. Cameo of the year. Armin Zola, played by Toby Jones, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Howard the Duck, Guardians of the Galaxy. The returns of Gene Scott and Original Beast, X-Men Days of Future Past. This category also balanced, so no need to mention that. Underrated Film of the Year, Big Hero 6, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, The Book of Life, all three of which are actually nominated for um, in, in their respective genres and some nominated for Best Picture, so it's kind of funny they're underrated, but I digress. Underrated Actor, Actress, or Cast of the Year. Nominees are Chris Evans, Dave Franco, and the cast of X-Men Days of Future Past. Now, again, I let you all know, in only one category of this bunch is there, like, a, 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 one of the choices way out in front, and that's Cinematic Moment of the Year, and that's Dancing Group. Everything else is relatively close enough or balanced. Now, how do I know the vote results when we haven't even voted yet? We have voted. We're basing that on the support of those that submitted these choices for nominees. So we looked at the numbers of people that nominated these particular choices and the level of support 
for them. And that's how we were able to measure what is out in front in terms of voting. Okay? So that's how we can tell you, okay, this one's out in front by a lot. Okay? So that's how we measured it. So right now you have an hour, 60 minutes exactly. We are going to start timing it right now. It's 8.32. You have until 9.32 to vote for these awards. You can do it by email, Facebook, and Twitter. You only have to choose one. This isn't a ranking thing. Choose one of the three for each category. We will announce the winners again right before Best Picture later on in the show tonight. Now, live voting awards are done. Okay, Now you've got to vote for them. Got an hour to vote. Here's another new addition to the show tonight. To kind of build up the suspense of tonight, okay, and obviously our biggest award is Best Picture, Best Movie, Best Film, you know, whatever you want to call it. That's our last award, right? Right. So here's the deal. Throughout the night tonight, as we get closer, we will be we will be rank we will be announcing how each film and what place each film came in. And then when we get to the top five rankings for best picture, we'll stop and then we'll leave the final five choices for the end of the show. Actually, you know, when we get to pardon me, Jeff Tech said top three. When we get to the final three choices, we will leave the rest to the end of the show. So. Basically, what's going to happen is throughout the night we'll break in and say, "All right, coming in tenth place in best in the best picture award for the best picture award was this, and then ninth place, and then so on and so forth." We'll build the suspense, and then once we get to the top three, we'll stop, and then when we announce best picture, we'll lead the final three, and then announce who was the best picture of them final three. That's something we wanted to try out and see how it does. So we'll do that throughout the night tonight. Okay, so now, without further ado, we will get started here, and the person that gets to start us off, and apparently, and now I'm really pissed off at Jeff Deck, because apparently, he's given Mike Best Picture. So, guess what, Mike? You get to start the award, and you get to end the award. Congratulations. Oh, God. Jeff Deck knows when it comes to these award shows. I'm just better. <laughs> anyway, you get the first couple categories. You got animated and – oh, no, I got animated. I got animated. Okay, I get to start off. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I've been ranting for no reason. I apologize, folks. Um, that, that is the perfect way to begin in our <laughs> esteemed and prestigious, prestigious award show with one of the – Three main presenters of the evening, going off like a little bitch diva. <laughs> that is, that is utterly shameful behavior, and I would like to apologize on behalf of said little bitch diva. <laughs> All right, so I get to start the night with the obviously as we always do, we'll start with the genre awards. I will be uh, presenting the animated categories. So let's get right to it. There's only two categories here. First off will be Outstanding Voice Cast. The nominees are the voice cast of Big Hero 6, Walt Disney Pictures, which includes Ryan Potter, Scott Adsit, Daniel Henney, Jamie Chung, Damon Wayans Jr., Maya Rudolph, and others. The Book of Life, 20th Century Fox, Diego, which includes Diego Luna, Zoe Sedana, Channing Tatum, Ron Perlman, Christina Applegate, Ice Cube, among others. 
The Box Trolls focus features, which includes Isaac Hempstead Wright, Al Fanning, Ben Kingsley, Tony Collette, Jared Harris, Simon Pegg, among others. How to Train Your Dragon 2, 20th Century Fox DreamWorks, which includes Jay Baruchel, Kate Branchat, Jared B- Gerard Butler, Craig Ferguson, America Ferrera, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz Plus, among others. And finally, the Lego movie, Warner Brothers, Roadshow Films, well, Warner Brothers Roadshow Films, pardon me, which includes Chris Pratt, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, Allison Brie, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson, and Morgan Freeman. And the winner of the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Voice Cast in an Animated Film is the Lego movie, Warner Brothers Roadshow Films. All right, we're not going to comment right now. We're going to do the next one first, and then we'll comment on the two of them together. All right, the nominees for Outstanding Animated Film are Big Hero 6, Walt Disney Pictures, The Book of Life, 20th Century Fox, The Box Trolls, Focus Features, How to Train Your Dragon 2, 20th Century Fox, DreamWorks, The Lego Movie, Warner Brothers Roadshow Films, and the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Animated Film goes to Big Hero 6, Walt Disney Pictures. So Big Hero 6 takes animated film, Lego Movie takes voice cast. Mike, your thoughts? In the interest of time, because we are going to need to save on a lot of time throughout the night, uh, I am not surprised it was a split kind of vote. Big Hero, uh, Big Hero 6 I, arguably was the better movie. But the better voice cast, or the more notable voice cast, was the Lego movie. I am not surprised. You know, I think this was kind of a way, because a lot of people were like, oh, the Lego movie, oh, Big Hero 6. You felt, you felt Lego movie obviously got seen by more people, it seems like. Um, so, you know, but I think generally people were coming out thinking, okay, one or the other, one or the other. and that, So it's not surprising to see the split, like you said. Um, and then the voice cast is more notable, obviously. Um, wait, wait, wait. Did you say the Lego movie was seen by more people? Well, it's... Okay. All right. Well, maybe not worldwide. No, even domestically, Big Hero 6 grossed more money. Really? In the Lego movie? When did that happen? When it was released. Over, all, 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 overall, total growth. Yes. Total growth. Wow, that's... Okay, well, that is shocking to me. All right, well, then I, I, I retract that because I I didn't think it did because everybody was saying how Big Hero 6 should have made more money. So, um... It should have right. made more money. Well, it's... Right, but it, everybody was acting like it was, a you know, including <laughs> most of our audience. So, um... All right. Uh, oh, you know what? I take it back. Big Hero, Big Hero Six was like that's one. That's no, I don't want that. Lego Movie made more domestically. Big Hero okay. Six. Wait, did it? Yeah, Lego Movie made two fifty-seven. Big Hero Six made two twenty. Okay, so, well, it wasn't that big of a difference, but all right. Um, but still, it it it. To, you know, to be honest with you, if you look at the headlines, Lego Movie had more headlines than Big Hero Six did, but that was because of when Big Hero Six came out. I digress. But worldwide, but worldwide gross, Big Hero Six 
trashed Lego movie. Yes. So, generally, though, both movies were regarded as, you know, the best of the best of the year. How to Train Your Dragon kind of took on the critics' kind of push, I guess. Um, but nonetheless, I'm not surprised to see a split here. It's kind of like a Warden Bolt movie, so I'm kind of cool with it. But I'm happy the better movie won the actual best film of the genre. So, all right, that's the animated choices. We now move on to now that we got established what made more money because I got, we were confused there for a minute. We now move on to the comedy categories, which my co-host has, Mike. All right. For comedic purposes, I will do this category as Brian Gardner. <laughs> oh, I did comedy, and I will start by outstanding comic performance by an actress in a weaving wall, and the nominees are Jennifer Aniston as Dr. Julia Harris, Horrible Bosses 2, Rose Bourne as Kelly Wagner, Neighbors. Rosario Dawson as Chelsea Brown. Top five. Melissa McCarthy as Maggie. St. Vincent. Melissa McCarthy as Tammy. Tammy. Charlize Theron as Anna Barnes Weatherwood. Amelia Weiss, William Wade. Oh, I'm just messing up now. To die in the West. And the ITS award goes to Rose Bourne as Kelly Wagner, Neighbors. And I will move on to the next one. Outstanding, outstanding comedic performance by an actor in a supporting role. And the nominees are... Wait, support? You want this one from lead actress to supporting? This is supporting. No, I went from... Yes, I did weed actors. All right, <laughs> fine. I'll do it your way. I'll do outstanding comedic performance by an actor in a weeding wall. And then I'm going to See? I just can't get my head to it. You know what? This is just Jack's fault. <laughs> and the nominees are... I'm trying to do this like you, so I'm, I have to do it in a monotone. Kevin Hart is Ben Barber. Wider Wong. Jonah Hill as Schmidt, 22 Jump Street. Michael Keaton as Wigan Thompson, Birdman. Death McFarlane as Albert Stark, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Chris Rock as Andre Allen, Top 5. Seth Rogen as Max Radner, Neighbors. Tanny Tatum is Jenko, 22 Jump Street. And the winner is a tie. Jonah Hill as Schmidt, 22 Jump Street, and Channing Tatum as Jenko, 22 Jump Street. Should I move on? No. Um, all right. First of all, I'm going to probably echo what you're about to say. I am excited. No, I, I, no disrespect, Matt, here, because, look, I, I, there are times when I like Melissa McCarthy. I like her show, Mike and Molly, actually. I watched a couple episodes of that recently, and I actually enjoyed it. I First of all, she gets nominated for everything now. I'm not like Mike. I'm not as big. I, I'm probably less harsh than Mike about 
her, but I'm not a huge fan of her work, okay? I think, you know, they go for the cheapest laughs possibly they can go. She she goes for the cheapest laughs she can go for. And I, and I shouldn't even blame her for because it's not on her. It's whoever's writing for her. But that's what the people that, you know, use her go, go for. Whenever they cast her, that's what they go for. And if I were her, I'd kind of say, you know what, I'd like to do something a little bit different just to change things up a bit. But I digress. No disrespect to her. I'm happy she didn't win this. She didn't deserve to. Um, here, and being nominated here, first of all, Tammy, everybody hated. St. Vincent was more of a, I, I mean, it was funny, but it was more of a dramedy aspect of things, I guess. Um, I was per- personally pulling for Aniston or Byrne here. So Rose Byrne winning is, is great. I think probably the best choice here. She was really funny in Neighbors. It was kind of like a breakout role for her. Um, while there was still some personality. And the right two people, one actor in a comedy. I thought Kevin Hart might steal this somehow. Um, especially if, if if people got split between Hill and Tatum. But the right if you're gonna tie, that's the right thing to do. Both of them were leads in that movie and both were hilarious in that movie, so this is one of those ties where you're like, I'm glad because if, if one of them was gonna win, they both should win. I mean, it's it's just it's just the way it was. They both carried that movie, so I'm very pleased about that, Mike. Interest of time, I do believe this Liz McCarthy does suck. Tammy was just not funny. Is what it is. I, I imagine her role in St. Vincent was much more uh, substantial. So I, I won't criticize either. I won't criticize St. Vincent. Okay. As much as I will Tammy, because Tammy was just a big honking turd. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Roseburn won. Even more happy we, we have the tie. We're Schmidt and Janko. <laughs> Jonah Hill, that, that's the only way that category could have ended anyway. If you think about it, it's the only way. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Next. All right. Now, now, now I will move away from doing the Brian Gardner voice in the interest of everybody else. Um, because they're going to get enough of you tonight. Outstanding comedic performance by an actress in a supporting role. And your nominees are Kathy Bates as Lenore Tammy. Jillian Bell as Mercedes, 22 Jump Street. Susan Sarandon as Pearl, Tammy. Sarah Silverman as Ruth, A Million Ways to Blow It in the West. Emma Stone as Sam Thompson, Birdman. And your winner is... Sarah Silverman as Ruth, A Million Ways to Suck It in the West. (laughs) And moving on to outstanding comedic performance by an actor in a supporting role. Your nominees are Ice Cube as Captain Dixon, 22 Jump Street. Ice Cube as James Payton, Ride Along. Zach Efron as Teddy Sanders, Neighbors. Dave Franco as Pete, Neighbors. Edward Norton is Mike Shiner, Birdman, and Rob Riegel as Mr. Walters, 22 Jump Street. And your winner is Ice Cube as Captain Dixon, 22 Jump Street. Okay, 
the supporting actress category in comedy was probably the weakest of the bunch, even though they're all great actresses. You know, it it just was. You know, there wasn't a whole lot to go on there. But the I think the right person won there. Sarah Silverman was one of the better parts of Million Ways to Die in the West, and she had some of the she had some of the funniest scenes. So that was I'm I'm actually okay with that. Um, Ice Cube winning supporting actor is a good choice. Uh, and he's going to win. He had I think he had a one for twenty two. He was funny in Ride Along, but Kevin Hart carried that more. Um, as good as Zac Efron and Dave Franco were in Neighbors, they weren't standout funny. We could, we're not, I'm not going to get into the whole Birdman thing because they shouldn't. It shouldn't be in comedy. Um, and then Rob Riggle, it, it really comes down to Rob Riggle versus Ice Cube. Rob Riggle was in one scene. And I'm kind of surprised he wasn't up for cameo of the year because to me that should have been up there. Um, but he had one scene versus several scenes in it, that Ice Cube had, and he was hilarious. And so I can see why Ice Cube won in that regard. I have no issue with it, Mike. Um, a very good choice. Ice Cube was hilarious, and I don't know. Sarah Silverman was actually one of the few bright spots of that giant turd that Seth MacFarlane called a comedy. <laughs> so, and now we move on to Outstanding Comedic Film. And your nominees are The Dromedy, Birdman, Fox Searchlight Pictures, Horrible Bosses 2, Warner Brothers, a Million Ways to Make a Crappy Movie in the West, Universal, Neighbors, Universal, Ride Along, Universal, 22 Jump Street, Sony. And your winner is 22 Jump Street, Sony. The right, complete right choice. Birdman's a dramedy. We all know that shouldn't be here. Horrible Bosses 2 didn't do very well, so I didn't think it had the support. Million Ways Dying West didn't do as well. Really, this really came down to Neighbors, Ride Along, and 22 Jump Street. Um, and neither Neighbors or Ride Along were nearly as praised and or, or as funny as 22 Jump Street. Far and away, the, the best choice, Mike. There was only one real choice in this this category anyway. Yeah. And it was it just so happened it was the best comedy since twenty one Jump Street. So <laughs> makes sense. Okay, so we move on now from comedy to action adventure, which my co host also has. Mike, you may go. I will have to add a little bit of action flair with this one. So let us start with outstanding action-adventure performance by an actress in a supporting role. And your nominees are Fan Bingbing as Clarice Ferguson slash Blinked, X-Men Days of Future Past. Elle Fanning as Princess Aurora, Maleficent. Karen Gillian as... Karen Gillian, pardon me, as Nebula. Guardians of the Galaxy. Julianne Moore is President Alma Coyne, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Pot Money. <laughs> Ellen Page as Kitty Pride. 
X-Men Days of Future Past. And the winner is Karen Gillen as Nebula, Guardians of the Galaxy. Moving on to Outstanding Action Adventure Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. And your nominees are Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, Guardians of the Galaxy. Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Peter Dinklage as Bolivar Trask, X-Men Days of Future Past. The late Philip Seymour Hoffman as Plutarch Heavensby, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 Money Grabbing. Nicholas Holt as Hank McCoy slash Beast. X-Men Days of Future Past. Josh Hutcherson as Peter Mallard. Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> That's like a cash register for money. Cha-ching. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Evan Peters as Peter Maximoff slash Quicksilver. X-Men, follow that Avengers. Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes slash Spoilers. Captain America slash the Winter Soldier. And the winner is Dave Batista as Drax the Destroyer, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so we got a Guardian sweep here going on so far. Uh you know what's funny is when I looked at the supporting actress category in this in this genre, I said, you know what? Um it's an interesting category because if you look at Fan Bingbing, who had some of the better sequences in X-Men Days of Future Past, you're like, oh, okay. Um, but not a whole lot there to act, you know, not a whole lot there a performance. There was just sequences of action. And then you got Ellen Page, who got some more, had got the chance to show more range and do a little more acting, but she wasn't in as much. She, she had about the same screen time as Fan Bingbing, so... You know, screen time-wise, neither one had a lot. That left you with Al Fanning, Karen Gillum, and Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, while she was, she's always great, didn't really do a whole lot in Hunger Games. She was in and out. Um, and then Al Fanning in, in, in Maleficent kind of okay, was, you know, just got to react to uh, Andrina Jolie most of the time. And Andrina Jolie would always overshadow her. So, really... Seeing Karen Gillan win here is not that shocking. And I think it's deserved because with the characters she had, it could have easily been a one-note nothing, and it wasn't. She added layers to her and, you know, took some lines and did more with them than I think other actresses might have done. So I'm actually very happy about that choice. And, look, that the supporting actor category was so, so full of talent. I mean, you could have made the case for so many of these actors including the late Phil Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. There were so many in this category, um, and I could have seen so many of them win this category. I, I thought in the end it would come down to Batista. If, if it was based on acting performance, I think Dane DeHaan could get in there. Um, I thought Evan Peters, and I thought maybe Sebastian Stan 
But seeing Dave Bautista win wasn't that shocking. He, he was one of the most surprising performances of the year. Nobody saw it coming. The, the, the take he had on the character, the way he played him, um, I can't argue with this choice. I think it's deserved, and congratulations to him. And I, I, it's, it's just a very good choice. Mike? I'm surprised there wasn't a tie in supporting actor. So am I. <laughs> or at least, at least two or three actors. Um, right. I'm very happy, though, that, that uh, Batista won. He deserves it. I think of all the supporting cast, I think only Robert Redford even compared to what Batista did. And that that's high praise for what Batista did. Um, as for actress... Do not underestimate the power of Doctor Who. <laughs> All right, and I will move on to outstanding action-adventure performance by an actress in a leading role. And your nominees are Emily Blunt as Sergeant Rita Vrtaski? Vrtaski. Sergeant Rita Vrtaxi. <laughs> you know what, Sergeant Rita? Sergeant Rita. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is Natasha Romanoff. Black Widow. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Maleficent. Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen. Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 1, Freemium. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence as Raven slash Mystique. X-Men Days of Future Past. Zoe Sedana as Gamora, Guardians of the Galaxy. Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And your winner is... A tie. Angelina Jolie as Maleficent and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. We move on to outstanding action-adventure performance by an actor in a leading role. And your nominees are Tom Cruise's Major William Cage, Edge of Tomorrow. Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle, American Sniper. Chris Evans as Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Michael Fassbender as Eric Lenshear slash Magneto. X-Men Days of Future Past. Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. James McAvoy as Professor Charles Xavier slash Professor X. X-Men Days of Future Past. Brad Pitt as Don War Daddy Collier. Fury. And your winner is... My God! Another tie! Chris Evans as Steve Rogers slash Captain America. And Chris Pratt as Peter Quill slash Star-Lord. Um... Before I get going, Mike, I think you forgot to mention Chris Pratt and Hugh Jackman as nominees. You stopped with Brad Pitt. 
You know what? Here is the truth. Whenever there is an X-Men nominee out, X, excuse me, an X-Men movie out, Hugh Jackman is always included <laughs> on the list. It's like I don't even have to read it. <laughs> we all knew he was there. <laughs> but the guy that won, you didn't even announce him as a nominee. <laughs> we all knew Chris Pratt would be there anyway. Let, let's be honest. Yes, okay. I believe well, I, I I believe I did not because I wanted to add the suspense. Fair I enough. wanted to add suspense. And unlike okay. you, I think I did it in an accurate way. You I, you probably did. I'm I'm but anyway, Chris Pratt and Hugh Jackman were there for Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men Days of Future Past and obviously Chris Pratt won along with Chris Evans, so Marvel's sweeping lead actor. You know what's interesting is when I was when I was kind of looking back at I, I, this category likes supporting actors is stacked with talent. And you know what's funny is, you know, I think we almost, when you have such an array of, of actors, you um, this is the action-adventure genre. So I think when you look at it, you want to look for, you know, aspects of the genre. And that's important because you can fall into the trap of voting for the actor that's more dramatic. Because you go, oh, well, that shows that they're the better actor. They should win. You know, we got drama categories. We have categories later that are more for best acting performance. So sometimes I'll tell somebody, you know, boy, what choice do I go with in a category like this? And I'll say, you know what? If you're really hard up for who you want to choose, look for the best performance that of an actor that also embodies what an action-adventure star should be. And if you look at that, Chris Pratt and Chris Evans fall into that. That's what they are. They have a presence. There are scenes, you know, there's the action-adventure elements there. There's a little comedy. But they're also serious, and they also show range within that. So they're the best mixture. So having them tie here, plus both their movies were huge hits at the box office, better, two of the better hits, two of the better movies of the year. So real, realistically, I think these are the best choices. If you're going more t- towards drama, Dramatic aspect, obviously you can go with Bradley Cooper, or you can go Andrew Garfield, Fassbender, McAvoy, who I thought gave one of the better performances of the year. You know, you could do that. Um, but in terms of the aspects of the genre, these two were the best choices, so I have no issue with that. And as for action-adventure actress leading role, I I had a feeling all along Angelina Jolie was going to win because, you know what, even if you don't like the way that movie ended up, the, 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 the way they spend it, okay, her performance was the best part of that movie, far and away. Um, so I can understand that. I'm very happy for Emma Stone. I'm really surprised Jennifer Lawrence didn't win for one of her roles here, because she usually does. I'm not surprised about Dose Sedona. I'm not surprised about Scarlett Johansson and Emily Blunt. But I thought this came down to Lawrence and Jolie. I thought that would be where the tie is. I'm kind of happy about Emma Stone, though, because she was the best part of that movie, her and Andrew Garfield. Their performances were the best part. And... You know, since she's never going to play the character again, I'm very glad she got rewarded for it because she was brilliant. So I, I don't really have any issues with that, with the choices there either. Mike, your thoughts? Extraordinarily quickly. Um, I thought, well, if you're talking about the epitome of an excellent adventure uh, actor, Hugh Jackman would probably be that. Yeah, oh, but true. But I, I thought the two strongest movies in the category this year were Cap and Guardians. So that is 
easily makes the best choice, although you can never argue with Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Um, as for actress, Maleficent stunk upon further reflection. Wasn't as great as I thought. Well, I never thought it was great. It was what it was. It was not very good. But yes, she was the strongest part of the movie. And Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield were the best parts of that, um, what, 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 what would you call it, movie? <laughs> no, no, it's not a movie. It's a short, it's like a short story. They had to cut out all the good parts for time, so they had to condense the story. So so the, the short film, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Emma Stone did fantastic work in it. So anyway, we move on to our main event. Outstanding Action Adventure Film. And the nominees are American Sniper, Warner Brothers slash probably should have been in drama, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 20th Century Fox, Guardians of the Galaxy, Walt Disney slash Marvel, Maleficent, Walt Disney, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 Framium, Lionsgate, X-Men Days of Future Past, 20th Century Fox. And your winner is yet another tie, Captain America the Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, both Walt Disney Marvel. Um, you know, I, I, I knew if there was going to be a lot of ties, it was going to be an action adventure because we knew how difficult a genre, I mean, not uh, how tight a genre that was this year in terms of how many good movies were in there. Um, and Marvel gets another sweep. Walt Disney Marvel gets another sweep here. Um, and look, they're the two, they're the two best movies in the category. Um, I haven't seen American Sniper yet. I might end up changing my mind, but I'm, I'm going to say right now that American Sniper probably wouldn't be in this genre. It should be in drama. Um, so that that's what, so that's why I would, take that out of the equation, just focus on the rest of them. And if that's the case, then these are the two movies that should win. Um, brilliant movies, very different movies, but very good movies. And I'm very happy with those choices, Mike. Guardians was easily my favorite movie of the year. However, a close second is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Both were extremely intelligent movies. Both were extremely entertaining. They their strengths were in both when were in different aspects. It shows how varied Disney Marvel is as a studio. It really does. Two different types of movies that fall under the same genre. It was wonderful. So yes, it makes sense. It does. Wow, that was that was the best analysis you've ever given. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, I'm impressed. Anyway, let's move on to the final set of the final category in these genre awards, and well, not the final category, but the final set of awards in this in these genre awards, and that's drama. And we'll start off with the supporting categories: outstanding dramatic performance by an actor in a leading role. The nominees are Michael Caine as Professor John Brand, Interstellar. 
Robert Duvall as Judge Joseph Palmer, the judge. Mark Luffalo as Dave Schultz, Foxcatcher. J.K. Simmons as Terrence Fletcher, Whiplash. Channing Tatum as Mark Schultz, Foxcatcher. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Dramatic Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role goes to Channing Tatum as Mark Schultz, Foxcatcher. And we'll go on to Supporting Actress real quick here. The nominees for Outstanding Dramatic Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. Nominees are Patricia Arquette as Olivia Evans, Boyhood. Jessica Chastain as Anna Morales, A Most Violent Year. Laura Dern as Bobby, Wild. Mackenzie Foy as Young Murphy Cooper, Interstellar. And Kira Knightley as Joan Clark, The Imitation Game. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Dramatic Performance by an actress in a supporting role goes to Kira Knightley as Joan Clark, The Imitation Game. So Kira Knightley for supporting actress, Channing Tatum for supporting actor. Mike, your thoughts. All right, all right, all right. You know what I say, Murph? I believe, wait, Murph didn't win this award. That's not right. (laughs) That's not right at all. You know, I was voting for Murph before it was popular. (laughs) I just did it. Because it felt right. <laughs> to be quite honest, I don't really have any thoughts. I I didn't see most of these movies, except for Interstellar. It was all right, all right, all right. But <laughs> I feel like a jerk for doing that. But anyways, there you go. I think uh, it was. A... Although ahead. I think Channing Tatum won pretty much because of Twenty Two Jump Street. It was it was good. You know what's interesting? I I, I am stunned. Um, not that not about supporting actress because, look, Patricia Arquette winning all these supporting actress awards, and I knew most of our audience probably didn't see Boyhood, or like it nearly as much as the Academy did. So, I didn't think that would happen. I thought anybody else it could have been. And look, Kieran Knightley's a known name. She was great in the Invitation Game. Um, so I'm not, I can't be surprised, and I don't think that's a bad choice. Um, she's great in anything she's in. Now, supporting actor was an interesting case because obviously J.K. Simmons, much like Patricia Arquette, supporting actors have been winning everything and deservedly so. Um, and sometimes when we do these with this awards show, you know, we have the genre categories and we have the bigger, big supporting actor category later. Sometimes the people think, oh, he's going to win the one later. That's not a spoiler; we don't know. But if he, sometimes people think, oh, he'll win the big one. Let's give somebody else the genre category. And that might have been what played here. And then, of course, Channing Tatum is extremely popular. Um, I will say this. I thought it was the best dramatic performance that he's ever given. So it, it's not like it isn't, you can't say it's deserved in, in some ways. If you like that performance, that's great. Mark Ruffalo did good work in that movie. De, Robert Duvall, Michael Caine, all, all three, five of these actors did great work. It's just that J.K. Simmons, many people felt, gave the best performance, supporting actor performance of the year. So, you know, it is surprising see him not win here, but like I said, you know, sometimes people think, oh, he'll win, the, he'll win the big award later, and they try to give it to somebody else, and I could see why I could go to Channing Tatum, so. All right, we move on to the lead categories now. We'll start off with outstanding dramatic performance by an actor in a leading role. We'll start with actor this time. The nominees are 
Steve Corral is John Arthur DuPont, Foxcatcher. Benedict Cumberbatch is Alan Turling, The Imitation Game. Matthew McConaughey as Cooper, Interstellar. David Aiello as Martin Luther King Jr., Selma. Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, The Theory of Everything. Miles Teller as Andrew Nyman, Whiplash. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Dramatic Performance by an actor in a leading role goes to Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, The Theory of Everything. And then we'll do lead actress really quickly here. The nominees for Outstanding Dramatic Performance by an actress in a leading role are Jennifer Aniston as Claire Bennett, Cake. Jessica Chastain as Murphy Murph Cooper, Interstellar. Felicity Jones as Jane Wild Hawking, The Theory of Everything. Julianne Moore as Dr. Alice Holland, Still Alice. Rosamond Pike as Amy Elliott Dunn, Gone Girl. Chloe Grace Moretz as Mia Hall, If I Stay. Reese Witherspoon as Cheryl Strayed, Wild. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Dramatic Performance by an actress in a leading role goes to Jennifer Aniston as Claire Bennett, Cake. So Jennifer Aniston for lead actress, Eddie Redmayne for lead actor. Mike, your thoughts? I voted for Matthew McConaughey before it was popular <laughs> to vote for Matthew McConaughey because his performance truly was interstellar. Wait, he didn't win? Wait, he didn't win? <laughs> That's not all right. That's not. So I don't know what the problem is. Matthew McConaughey gave a great performance on different planets. And that's just not because he's driving Lincolns. It's because he was actually on different planets. All right. Uh, I'm shocked Benedict Cumberbatch didn't win, but let's follow the Oscars, the Oscars, the Oscars, even though we're not supposed to. And <laughs> I don't remember who won Actress. Jennifer Aniston for Cake. Didn't see it, don't care. I, you know, here's the funny thing. Just like supporting supporting actor with Channing Tatum winning, I'm shocked about Jennifer Aniston because, again, I think popularity plays well just like it did with Tatum, but I also think it's the same thing as I said for supporting actor in drama. You know, many people might have felt like, okay, Julianne Moore is going to win the big award later on. And, again, we don't know that for sure, but people can figure that because that's what's been happening, and they might think, okay, let's give it to somebody else that's deserved, that deserved, that deserves it. And that, therefore they look at it and go, Jennifer Aniston, I'm going to be honest with you. If not Julianne Moore, Jennifer Aniston deserves it. Her or Reese Witherspoon. But I, I, I edge towards Jennifer Aniston. Um, that's what I go for. So, you know, I don't have an issue with this. Um, and I'm glad that she was Reese nominated since she wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Um, Eddie Redmayne, I like Benedict. Look, Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic. I think all these actors did fine work, fine work. And you could have made a case for probably three of them. David Aiello, Eddie Redmayne, and Benedict Cumberbatch were, my, were the three favorites in this category for me. And I think you could have chose either one of them. I don't have any issue at all with Eddie Redmayne winning this. He was absolutely brilliant. 
you know, him winning the Oscar and, and, and look, it, it could have played into it, sure, but I, I, I can believe him winning this. I mean, that he was that good. So kudos to both Aniston and Redmayne. Great choices. All right, the final category in this genre, outstanding dramatic film. The nominees are Gone Girl, 20th Century Fox, Interstellar, Paramount, Selma, Paramount, The Imitation Game, The Weinstein Company, The Theory of Everything, Focus Features slash Universal, Unbroken, Universal, Whiplash, Sony Pictures Classics. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Dramatic Film goes to The Theory of Everything, Focus Features Universal. Mike, your thoughts. Oh, my. What a scandalous result. I did not see that coming. I also did not hear it coming. I did not sense it coming. Now I'm going to let you talk so you can move on in a quick fashion. I think, you know, I think you and me have noted this throughout the last few months that, you know, when it comes to a best movie award of any kind, if Gone Girl is nominated, the ending is going to hurt it. I think it did here. Even though it was seen by, it, it did very well at the box office. I think that ending hurts it. Um, Interstellar, people either got it or they didn't, and there's a lot of con- uh, divisiveness there, a lot of division amongst opinions and stuff. So I can understand why it didn't do better in these awards and do, didn't do good uh, and didn't win here. Um, Unbroken, you know, I mean, it was kind of hit or miss for critics and fans. Whiplash didn't get seen by a whole lot of people. So that really left you with the theory of everything, imitation game, and Selma. Any one of these three could have won. Um, any one of them. So the theory of everything winning is not a surprise to me, especially in light of Eddie Redmayne winning actor. Um, so and American Sniper not in this category. This is where American Sniper should have been. And I think that would have changed. And I think American Sniper probably would have won this category, and you would have probably seen Bradley Cooper win actor. Um but he, that's not here, so with that out of the way, seeing the theory of everything when it's not that surprising. All right, so we move now out of the uh, out of drama, out of the genre categories, and before we get to the next category, now we're getting into the technical categories, music, ensemble, et cetera, et cetera. Um, before we get into these categories, we are going to do our first best picture update of the night. Okay, our first best picture update of the night. So to, to start this off, we're going to remind you of the nominees for best picture and then reveal what um, came in 10th, 9th, and 8th place, respectively. Now, remember, there were more than 10 movies nominated. So if you don't hear a movie mentioned, that means it finished outside of 10th place. Okay? So just keep that in mind. All right. So here they go. Here we go. The nominees for Best Picture are American Sniper, Warner Brothers, Big Hero 6, Walt Disney Pictures, Birdman, Fox Searchlight Pictures, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Walt Disney Marvel, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 20th Century Fox, Guardians of the Galaxy, Walt Disney Marvel, Interstellar Paramount, How to Train Your Dragon 2, 20th Century Fox DreamWorks, Maleficent, Walt Disney, Selma, Paramount, The Lego Movie, Warner Brothers Roadshow Films, 22 Jump Street, Sony, X-Men, Days of Future Past, 20th Century Fox. Okay, so now we will reveal 
what came in 10th, 9th, and 8th place. Okay? Okay, so here we go. Coming in 10th place was Oh, okay, Jeff. Said. Jeff Tech wants us to reveal even though all, all of them in order. Okay. So we're going to even reveal those that finished outside 10 points. So there were – oh, there were 13. So what came in 13 points? Coming in 13 points was How to Train Your Dragon 2. Coming in 12 points was Interstellar. Coming in 11th points. was Maleficent. Coming in 10th place, Selma. 9th place, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. 10th. Okay, hang on a second. Because he's, he's being very short with these here. Okay. Okay, coming in eighth place was Selma. Seventh place, the Lego movie. And I guess we're going to do sixth place. X-Men Days of Future... Oh, okay. Okay, Jeff. All right, all right. We are in seventh place. I said Selma twice. I apologize. Seventh place, X-Men Days of Future Past. Sixth place, 22 Jump Street. So that leaves you with a top five. Blame that one on Jeff Tech, folks, because he was sending them to me too short. <laughs> and he didn't number them. All right, here, here you go. So that leaves you with the final five. These are the final five nominees for Best Picture. One of these five will win Best Picture later on tonight. American Sniper, Warner Brothers, Big Hero 6, Walt Disney Pictures, Birdman, Fox Searchlight, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Walt Disney Marvel, and Guardians of the Galaxy, Walt Disney Marvel. One of those five will be our best picture of the year. We will we will eliminate two more choices a little bit later on in the show tonight. All right, now we move on to the next category, which is best music scoring, which I have. Here are the nominees. There we go. All right. Hang on a second. Oh, Mike has best music scoring. I apologize. Mike, you have that category. Go right ahead. Sorry about that. Mike? Pardonnez-moi. I was busy stepping out of the room to handle business. Urgent business. Now, this one was... I, I apologize. Which one was Best it music scoring. Best music scoring. Which one won? No, it's you, you, you have the category. Then let me answer that question <laughs> for everybody else. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I am not with it right now. <laughs> like Brian Gardner, host of In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. Best musical scoring, and the nominees are Henry Jackman, Big Hero 6, Antonio Sanchez, Birdman, Henry Jackman, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross, Gone Girl, John Powell, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Hans Zimmer, Interstellar, Hans Zimmer and the Magnificent Six, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Alexandra Desplot, The Imitation Game, Mark Mothersbaugh, Lego Movie, Johan Johansson, The Theory of Everything, John Ockman, X-Men Days of Future Past, and the winner is Hans Zimmer and the Magnificent Six, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wow. Wow. Um, hmm. Okay. I'm going to say this. This was one of my favorite scores of the year. I mean, clearly Hans Zimmer, anything he does is going to be one of your favorite scores of the year. I am shocked that he didn't win for Interstellar instead of this. Um, I really am. Because, I I mean, even though I think the score for Amazing Spider-Man 2 was better than Interstellar, which is saying a lot, because I think the score was, other than Garfield and Stone, the score was the best part of the movie, easily. Um, I, so I guess I don't have an issue with this. It's just surprising that it, this would be the choice, because, again, compared to some of the other movies that were seen by more people and regarded as more as better than, you know, even though that shouldn't have anything to do with it, we're judging score, it's not quality of movie. But I don't have an issue with it, personally. Um, Mike? I didn't see it. I thought the best scores of the year were Interstellar and Big Hero 6. That is my opinion, though. That's who I thought should have won. But Hans won anyway for the Spider-Man short story. And he and Hans usually does win this, so that's nothing new. Hmm. All right, usually. next category is Best Visual Effects, which you have as well. Yes, I do. I do have it as well. And I seem to have lost it. I seem to have found it again. Isn't this fantastic? Let's see. Outstanding supporting actress. Outstanding leader. Da 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 da. Best visual effects. There it is. It is now in front of me again. Best visual effects. The nominees are Big Hero Six, The Box Trolls, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Guardians of the Galaxy, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Interstellar, Maleficent, The Book of Life, The Lego Movie, X-Men, Days of Future Past, and your winner is a tie, Interstellar, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually... (laughs) This is a very difficult category. This was a very difficult category this year. So much much imagination, so much creativity, and some brilliant, brilliant, visually stunning movies. Um, But I think the right two probably won. Um, 
Gar- you know, a movie like Guardians could have looked incredibly cheap, i.e. like Green, An- Green Lantern a couple years ago, okay, which was kind of the similar thing, but uh, wanted to be a similar thing in some ways, but came off looking like a bunch of cardboard cutouts on screen sometime, okay? Guardians did not look like that. It was it was a very challenging movie to make look good, and it did, and it, it was amazing. So I, I think that's a great choice. Also, of course, um, Interstellar, which, you know, Christopher Nolan, the IMAX cameras, visually just, the, the, you know, the, the, the scenes were just queer, beautiful, vibrant, and obviously the whole, I mean, it's a space odyssey, and it just looks stunning. So um, really just a visual journey. So I don't have any issue with these two winning here and, and having a tie here, although you could have made the case for, like, the Book of Life, which aesthetically was beautiful, um, the Lego movie, which obviously was a visual feast, so there, there was good choices here. But I don't the two that won. I think if you're if you're really looking at probably the best two to win, Mike. Again, I thought the Book of Life probably had some of the most stunning visuals in cinema all year. However, I cannot argue with what won. Both of these space operas, very different space operas, presented space in what it could be and in what it could be in a comic book. Both were fantastic worlds. Both were entertaining. And both were left you visually breathless. Wow. You're you're doing real well for the analysis, and I'm impressed. I am uh, half asleep, and you can kiss my ass. Well, no, I'm not being sarcastic. I think you're really doing well. <laughs> uh, and I'm not being sarcastic either. I'm half asleep, and you can kiss my ass. Fair enough. All right. Next category, a few categories I have. Um, next category is Best Film Advertising Marketing Viral Marketing. The nominees are Big Hero 6, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Lego Movie, 22 Jump Street, and the In the Spotlight Film Award for Best Film Advertising, Marketing, Viral Marketing goes to the Lego Movie. Mike, your thoughts? I don't know why it won, because I thought Guardians had the best marketing of any movie this year. Quite easily, the best the, the best marketing with the soundtrack, which was number one Billboard charts 2014. Other than you know Taylor Swift, I thought best soundtrack. I thought all of those super special ultra previews. I thought the posters. I thought the marketing was fantastic. However, I suppose it bows in in comparison to the Lego movie and its utterly average marketing. However, now you can buy Lego sets with the characters from the Lego movie, and that is just the very definition of using a movie to sell toys. (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) Avi Arid wishes he can learn those secrets. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Look, I, I 100% agree with you. The wrong movie won here. Um, and that's just no disrespect to the Lego movie, which I loved. I, the movie itself I loved. There was nothing inventive about the Lego movie's marketing at all, okay? It really wasn't um, awe-inspiring, okay? I, I mean, Big Hero 6 had more of a reason to win. Or 22 Jump Street, okay? It's just it's, I'm just being fair here. Gardens of the Galaxy... Was um, I mean, what they did marketing-wise, you know, from, it, you know, all the ways that they introduced the characters and the character biopics they did online and everything, because they knew people weren't going to know who they were, to having the sneak preview showings of, of 20 minutes of the movie, some of the better sequences of the movie, um, couple a week or so before Comic-Con, so that people would get a taste of the movie, and then word would spread, buzz would build. Um, throughout Comic Con, and you know, and then also gets people a taste of what's to come, getting buzz going ahead of time before the movie, which helped it along. Um, they they just did a brilliant job. That Guardians of the Galaxy should have won this easily, easily. I am shocked that it didn't, and I think so far this is a complete. This is the first choice that I can honestly say I don't understand. And it's usually one every year, uh, and this is usually one in every one of our awards. There's always one choice where I go, okay, that's pretty good. It's only one usually. This is the one right here. Now, maybe more will come later, but this one I don't understand. I don't. Um, I think maybe because it's the, the movie itself was flashy, and but then again, so was Guardians of the Galaxy. So, All right, I, I'm in total to make this announcement. The voting for the live voted awards has concluded, so no more votes will be counted. The votes are currently beginning to be tabulated by our panel. We will announce the winners of the live voted awards right before Best Picture in um, a, around probably 10 o'clock or so, because we are moving along pretty quickly. So um, we will announce the winners of those live voted awards later on in the show. Again, the votes currently being tabulated. The voting for the live voted awards has concluded. We will now move on in our, to our next categories. and We're now in the newcomer categories. There's two of them here. Um, and we will we'll do outstanding breakthrough actor and breakthrough actress. These are your newcomer categories, and we'll start with outstanding breakthrough actor. The nominees are Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy. Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, The Theory of Everything. Miles Teller as Andrew Nyman, Whiplash. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Breakthrough Actor goes to a tie between Dave Bautista and Chris Pratt, both of Guardians of the Galaxy. So stays in the family for Marvel. All right, let me announce one more, and then we'll react. Outstanding Breakthrough Actress is the next category. Here are the nominees. Rose Byrne is Kelly Radner, Neighbors. Mackenzie Foy is Young Murphy Cooper, Interstellar. And Felicity Jones as Jane Wilde Hawking, The Theory of Everything. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Breakthrough Actress goes to Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. Mike, uh, wait, 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 wait before I get the mic. Again, Felicity Jones for Outstanding Breakthrough Actress, and Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista for Outstanding Breakthrough Actor. Mike, your thoughts? Very happy with Guardians winning more awards. Don't know if Felicity Jones won for something I didn't see. Good on her. Good on her. Um, 
You know, it's interesting, and and, and just to kind of because I because I, I, I we do this every year, um, because I think sometimes people th- these are the two this category breakthrough actor actress, and then um, the next category which is breakthrough performance. People often get confused about, and I tell you, we get more questions, and this whether it's the film awards, TV awards, we get more questions about these categories and anything else. And I always have to like remind people of the definition. And it's very important because it does affect the nominations and it does affect who should win. Breakthrough actor and breakthrough act now we you know we classify these as newcomer categories, okay? And the reason why we do it, now that does not mean that somebody that's nominated in these categories has to be a complete newcomer. Because remember, you could have somebody that's been on the indie movie scene, that's exclusively been in small budget movies, and they can be a newcomer because you you barely have seen them in anything. Okay, that's that's kind of what this could be. Um, it's breakthrough performance, but ideally, most of the time, you do want somebody that's completely new. A guy like David Dave Batista is completely new. Okay, he's 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 a wrestler. He's been in a couple movies before. I mean, he's relatively new to the scene. Chris Pratt has been in movies before, barely anything of note. Uh, Miles Teller, same thing. I mean, 21 and over, I think a lot of some people did see. So I guess maybe less so him. Eddie Redmayne was in Les Miserables. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I guess he's not completely new, but... This definition is always somewhat obscure. Some people get confused by it. And I think you can take it either way. You can either say it's a complete newcomer, somebody that's never done any kind of film or TV show or whatever, or you can take it and be something that no, a performance by somebody that's never done anything that's been seen by a large amount of people or gotten recognized or, you know, you can take it any which way. And I think it's okay, but I always try to say you try to edge towards somebody that's relatively new to the scene new to film, new to TV. So seeing somebody like Dave Bautista win, that's the what I use as the model for this. Chris Pratt, while deserved in a number of ways, I, I think less so because he has, I mean, he's been on Parks and Recreation, you know, people have seen that, and he's been a standout on that. So I, I don't necessarily regard him as the epitome of this particular category, but Dave Bautista I do. So... In my eyes, theoretically, based on the definition I have for this category, it's people got it half right. But I can't argue with both these choices. Um, and as far as actress goes, I think Felicity Jones is, is – I, I can approve of that. Rose Byrne's been in a lot of movies, although this is her breakout kind of role. Um, she's been in a lot of movies. You could you really couldn't go along between Mackenzie Foy and Felicity Jones. Both were brilliant. Felicity Jones has been in some things, but again, nothing noteworthy. It's kind of like Batista. She was in a few things, and this is the big role for her. Okay, I can live with that choice. Mackenzie Foy, I could have lived with even more because she's a child actress and she hasn't done really anything. So, but I don't argue with this choice. All right, the next category is Outstanding Breakthrough Performance. Not to be confused with Breakthrough Actor, Breakthrough Actress. Now, this could be somebody that's been in the business for years, 20 years, 30 years. All of a sudden, they give this transcendent performance. This is not a newcomer category. All right, so this is where you might put somebody like a Chris Pratt, 
you know, who's done, done things before, and, and all of a sudden, boom, it's a it's a great, you know, performance, you know, or somebody like uh, um, Eddie Redmayne. Oh wow, you know, oh this is something I've never seen him do before. Something that's transcendent of anything they've done. Something that you never thought they even had in them, you know, something like that. Now, oftentimes you will see the same nominees as breakthrough actor and actress, or even if the people are new. That's okay because for you that might be something transcendent. You might have seen them in a commercial, and all of a sudden they show you they're a good dramatic actor. So this one's got a little more, in my mind, a little more leeway. Okay, so I just wanted to explain that because again, these the two categories I just discussed previously and this category get so much confusion and we get so many questions about and no matter how many times we explain I don't think there's a right way to explain it where people are never going to not get confused um, we try to explain it on the air and in emails and stuff but it just never seems to get fully grasped so we just do the best we can with it um, alright so here you go next category outstanding breakthrough performance the nominees are Jennifer Aniston is Claire Bennett Cake Dave Batista is Drax the Destroyer Guardians of the Galaxy Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy. Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, The Theory of Everything. J.K. Simmons as Terrence Fletcher, Whiplash. Miles Teller as Andrew Nyman, Whiplash. And in the spotlight, film award for outstanding breakthrough performance goes to Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, The Theory of Everything. Mike, your thoughts. Oh, where, oh, where did my co-host go? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? <laughs> See, where am I? Being lead actor. See, the problem is, whenever uh, my thing goes black, I think I lose everything. Well, I just I announced the, the winner okay. for Outstanding Breakthrough Performance, and that's when I threw to you. Outstanding Breakthrough Performance. I gave it and to Eddie Redmayne. And you gave it to Eddie Redmayne, which I don't know if that's well-deserved. I mean, he had an outstanding lead performance. Well, but, it can be a lead performance. But Les Miserables proved. I thought that was his breakthrough. I digress. Um, I should say I didn't give anything. You all gave it to him. You all voted for him. I just said it. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I, I I don't mind this because, again, even though we take the breakthrough performance, if you feel like you might have seen him in Les Mis and you might have said, hey, you know, I'm not too sure about that guy. And then you see him in theory, everything go, wow, wow, you know, wow. I could see that. I could see why people would think that. Um, you know, I could see that. Um and I think, you know, I, I think for me, I thought Dane DeHaan had his breakthrough in Chronicles, so I don't fall into that here. To me, this came down to Redmayne versus Redmayne, Simmons, and Teller. One of those three, although Jennifer, oh, and Jennifer Aniston, one of those four, pardon me, could have, should have won this award. So I would have been okay with any one of those actors or actresses because it all falls into that category. You didn't think that their performance was something that you, you, you look at those performances and you go, wow, I didn't know that they could, go there, you know, I didn't know that they had that in them, that kind of thing, so I would have been okay with any of those choices, I'm okay with any of them, 
All right, we move on to the next category, which is Best Ensemble, which, Mike, you have. Go ahead. Yes, Best Ensemble. The nominees are Birdman, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, Into the Woods, Selma, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Hunger Hunger Games Mockingjay Part Freemium, The Lego Movie, 22 Jump Street, X-Men Days of Future Past, and your winner is Birdman. Um, hmm. This one's rough for me. Now, first of all, I, I, the lack of Birdman um, support tonight has been a little odd. Because even though it, it's not like it's made $200 million at the box office, I expected to do a little bit better. Then again, I was in the wrong categories earlier in genre. So, um, Birdman had a great ensemble, a great ensemble. So it's not a bad choice. Um, to me, this, this award, Guardians, Birdman, Interstellar, uh, Lego Movie, Jump Street, and X-Men, any one of those choices I could have seen, but I don't necessarily mind this choice, because I thought Birdman had a great group of actors that all really worked well together, and that's the really... The idea of, of a best ensemble. It's not just about, you know, oh, wow, look how many good actors they have in that movie. It's not like looking at a, a, a list of casters and going, oh, it's like an all-star team. You don't want to, that's not what it's about. If they don't click together in the movie, the chemistry's not there. If they don't work off each other and, re, you know, their reactions off each other don't work, then it's not a good ensemble. It's just like a team when you put it together. You want to make sure they have good chemistry. Birdman did have that, so that's why I think this is a good choice. I don't know in the end if it would have been the choice I would have made, but it's a choice that I can understand I can certainly live with. Mike? I didn't see Birdman. Don't know about Birdman. I saw Harvey Birdman. That had a great ensemble starring Stephen Colbert. You know, Harvey Birdman, attorney right. at law. Uh, I thought Guardians was great. I thought 22 was great. I thought Lego Movie was great. But yes, I mean, congratulations for Birdman, I suppose. Okay. So with that being said, we now start to move into the big categories of the evening here. Um Starting with out, the, the, really the biggest category is really the big ones. Um, outstanding supporting actor is where we'll start. Mike, you have that one as well. You're making me pull up the Google. What is wrong with you? The Google Mail. Excuse me. Outstanding supporting actor. And the nominees are. Michael Caine as Professor John Brand, Interstellar, 
Ice Cube as Captain Dixon, 22 Jump Street. Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Peter Dinklage as Bolivar Trask. X-Men Days of Future Past. Robert Duvall as Judge Joseph Palmer. The Judge. The late Philip Seymour Hoffman as Plutarch Heavensby. Hunger Games. Mocking J. Part Money. Edward Norton as Mark Shiner, Burnman. Mark Ruffalo as Dave Schultz, Foxcatcher. Channing Tatum as Mark Schultz, Foxcatcher. J.K. Simmons as We Are Farmers, Dum Dum Bum 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 Whiplash. And your winner is J.K. Simmons as Terrence Fletcher. Whiplash. Uh, Summers. Uh, um, well, I guess that later earlier when I said the Chan Tatum one, supporting actor in the drama category, genre, um, I wonder if maybe that's just why people are like, oh, J.K. Simmons, we'll go later for him, vote later for him. I guess that might have played into it. I don't have an issue with it. Um, I, I haven't seen the entire movie. I've seen snippets of, of, J, of J.K. Simmons' performance. And what I've seen has been amazing. He was amazing in this movie. It probably was the best supporting actor performance of the year. It was probably the best of this category. There's, in my mind, there's only, um, I, I mean, to me, it's either I mean Tatum, Ruffalo, or Simmons here. But I think Simmons was the best of the three. I completely, 100% support this choice. Mike, your thoughts? Didn't say it. That's my Obviously. thought. Those are my thoughts. I didn't see it. So I would have gone with something I did see. So right. Mike Kane, Ice Cube, Peter Dinklage, you know, things I did see. Okay. Outstanding Supporting Actress. And the nominees are Patricia Arquette is Olivia Evans, Parenthood. Jillian Bell as Mercedes. 22 Jump Street. Jessica Chastain as Anna Morales. A most violent year. Lord Dern as Bobby. Wild. Mackenzie Foy as Young Murph. Interstellar. Karen Gillian as Nebula. Guardian of the Galaxy. Cured not Kieran Knightley as Joan Clark, The Imitation Game. Julianne Moore as President Elma Coyne, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part Cha-Ching. Ellen Page as Kitty Pride, X-Men Days of Future Past. Emma Stone as Sam Thompson, Birdman. And your winner is Emma Stone as Sam. Birdman. Attorney at law. <laughs> a really, 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 um, I guess, I can't say I'm surprised. Because I never, again, once you take Patricia Arquette out of the equation, I never thought she'd win anything for Boyhood. Given how little Boyhood was nominated in, this, in our awards, and given the fact that Despite, you know, Boyhood being an awards favor and Patricia Arquette winning all these supporting actress 
awards this year. I never thought it would do well here, so I immediately never thought she had a chance here. Um, you know, I just didn't. I just didn't, you know, even though, like, unlike Whiplash, even though a lot of people didn't see it, um, you know, I did see a favorable response to J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller in our voting, so I thought, okay, you know, they had a chance. Um, once you take Patricia Arquette out of this, and you, it, it's wide open. And to me, it, it was probably, especially given the fact Kieran Knightley won earlier tonight in the drama genre categories, to me it came down to probably Knightley versus Stone. And if that's the case, Emma Stone's going to get it. Because um, I thought Emma was better, and, I, and Emma's more popular at this particular juncture. So I actually don't mind this choice. I think it's well-deserved. I think Emma was great in that movie. Um, no issues for me. Mike? Here I thought my phone was at my face. It wasn't. It's weird. Didn't see it. Don't have an opinion. Fair enough. Moving on. We now move on to the next category, which is Outstanding Writing, which I have. And the nominees for Outstanding Writing are American Sniper, Big Hero 6, Birdman, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Interstellar, The Imitation Game, The Lego Movie, The Theory of Everything, 22 Jump Street, X-Men Days of Future Past. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Writing goes to a tie between Birdman and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Mike, your thoughts? Oh, my sweet goodness. Here I thought. You know, I didn't really have a thought. I didn't really. What was this, writing? Writing, yes. Yes. I believe the best writing of the year was Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I thought it was a very well-written spy thriller. They kept all of the characters strong like Roman Reigns. So I thought it was probably the best, the strongest choice all year. Um, I he, he, here's the thing, and and this is this 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 is a category I very always harshly judge. I, I nitpick. I have to nitpick to pick a, a movie. Um, for me, this came down to three movies this year, four movies: Twenty Two Jump Street, Best Comedy Writing in a Bunch, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Birdman, Big Hero Six. Um, I would have been satisfied with any one of those. But I, I think in terms of pure writing, I think you're right that Captain America the Winter Soldier had a more challenging um, challenging assignment um, to go about, to accomplish. And that was, it's kind of like the Dark Knight did, you know, instead of being this comic book movie, we're going to be a crime drama. They had to try to transcend the genre and make the movie, so when you watch it, it's like, 
it's, it doesn't seem like that comic book movie. And every once in a while you, you have to do that just because it's a challenge and it works for your movie. And if you feel like if you make it, a, if you have people coming out thinking it's a comic movie, you feel like it ruins the impact of the movie you're trying to do. And that's what they were trying to avoid was that. And they did. They transcended the comic book movie genre by making them, like you said, a spy thrower. It was like Tinker T- Taylor Soldier Spy in a, in a lot of ways with Captain America. That's what it was like, and it was brilliantly done. I don't have an issue with it, but if I'm going to put something else up there, I'm glad it's Birdman because I thought Birdman was extremely intelligent, fine film, so I'm cool with these two choices tying and winning this category because I think in general they probably are the two best written of the bunch. All right, before we get to my standing ovation award, we are going to eliminate two more choices from the best picture race. To leave our top three choices, and those will be the final three that we will, you know, announce the winner between at the end of the night. All right. So when we last left, when we last left off, we had five choices left. The top five for best picture. Here are here are those five: American Sniper, Warner Brothers, Big Hero Six, Walt Disney Pictures, Birdman, Fox Searchlight Pictures. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Walt Disney Marvel, and Guardians of the Galaxy, Walt Disney Marvel. Okay, in Best Picture, fifth place, in fifth place was Captain America, The Winter Soldier. In fourth place was Birdman. So that leaves you with the final three. These are the final three for Best Picture. One of these three will win Best Picture at the end of the night. American Sniper, Big Hero 6, Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll tell you the winner between those three at the end of the show tonight. And now we get to my Standing Ovation Award. Now, for those that do not know, Cliff Notes here, version here, I give this award to a film, a director, writer, producer, actor, actress, etc., that I think is underappreciated, underrecognized. Um, they might not have ever won an award, never been nominated for an award, or they could have been nominated, or maybe they've won only one award their whole life, maybe one Oscar. People always think, oh, this is just people that don't win an Oscar or anything. No, it's, I mean, if you won eight or something, then obviously you're not... Uh, you know, underrecognized, or if you even won two, I think you're obviously not underrecognized. Um, so you know, it's 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 a very wide open kind of award. But I give it to somebody that even maybe even they've won an award, they might oh their work might always get pushed aside or not looked at as among you know the greats or as, as looked at as favorably as it probably should be. Now, before I make my choice for this year, I want to um, – there's there's some something else I want to mention. Um, I do have a choice for the standing ovation award, but I want to give a standing ovation um, to all those that we not only lost in the last year in film or even the entertainment industry in general um, – not just this year, but in the past. All those brilliant writers, producers, directors, actors, actresses 
that in the past, you know, maybe they haven't had their, mo- you know, their mo- they didn't have their moment on stage. Maybe they didn't win an Oscar or a Golden Globe or a Critics' Choice. You know, maybe they never were even nominated. Or even if they were, they were nominated, or even if they won, they still never really got their due. They still never got the respect they deserve, or their work never got recognized like it deserved to. I can't, there's too many names to mention, so I'm not going to do that. But I just want to acknowledge anybody that has passed away, again, writers, directors, producers, actors, actresses, etc. anyone that's passed away either this year or in the past, that you know what? Underappreciated, underrecognized. I know that's very vague, but I want to acknowledge that because there's so many in history, film history, TV history, entertainment history that have gone underrecognized, underappreciated, and that's unfortunate. All right. So just wanted to point that out. I hope they all rest in peace. And again, you know, I I hope that their work goes on and gets appreciated like it deserves to. All right. Now my choice for this year. This is going to come off as a total fanboy choice. But I've come to the determination this year that I don't think he's ever going to get the respect he deserves, aside from his fan base. Um, I've, you know, seeing him make a movie like he did this year and it completely just get um, passed over or looked over by... Um, so many branches, uh, um, so many critics, so many actors, um, producers, writers, etc. Even um, BAFTA, which you can't imagine it would get passed over by BAFTA because this person is British. Um, this this person is a brilliant filmmaker. He might just be the best filmmaker of our current era. He had to. In reality, in many ways, he has yet to make a bad film. That might be debatable to some. I understand that. Um, But if you look at his critical scores, and for the most part, his fan response, he's yet to make a bad film. And he's the only director, really, that I can think of outside of maybe small-budget movies, okay, limited-release small-budget movies, that never compromises. He doesn't fall into trends. He doesn't fall into patterns. He's not lazy. You know, he sticks up for what he believes in. He's very old school, but still revolutionary enough to to stay contemporary. A brilliant mind, meticulous mind, and a visionary in a lot of ways. He makes visually beautiful films. His aesthetics are off the charts. And every one of his films is so cleverly written and so intricate that they just end up being masterpieces. And he's made, in the last decade, he's made some of the best films really in history, not just in this last decade, in history. So my standing ovation award goes to the person that I think is the best director out there right now, Christopher Nolan. Um, and again, I know it's going to look like a fanboy choice. Hey, I waited to the fifth, anniver- fifth annual version of this show to say to, to give this award out. So cool it. <laughs> um, this is the first time I've ever given him like something like this. So stop. But Christopher Nolan gets my standing ovation award, and I hope for many, many more years of quality masterpieces from him. So that's my standing ovation award. 
Now we go on to the next uh, next category. Excuse me for a second. I Jeff Tech is telling me that the live voted awards have been tallied. So um, we'll get to those in a moment. But first, I want to get to the next category, which is outstanding director. Outstanding director. And here are the nominees. Ava DuVernay, Selma. Dean Dubois, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Quint Eastwood, American Sniper. David Fincher, Gone Girl. Alejandro Gonzalez, Annalette, Birdman. James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy. Don Hall and Chris Williams, Big Hero 6. Andrina Jolie, Unbroken. Francis Lawrence, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. Chris Miller and Phil Lord, The Lego Movie. Chris Miller and Phil Lord, 22 Jump Street. Christopher Nolan, Interstellar. Matt Reeves, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Anthony and Joe Russo, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Brian Singer, X-Men Days of Future Past. And the uh, ITS Film Award for Outstanding Director goes to a tie between Quint Eastwood, American Sniper, and Anthony and Joe Russo, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Mike, your thoughts. I almost hung up on you. Totally my fault, though. Um, Anthony and Joe Russo did an amazing, amazingly phenomenal job. It's just I don't think they did it on the scale that James Gunn did. So I would have said James Gunn, but I don't think he was nominated. But still say him because he's he's just really good. Okay. Um, James Gunn was nominated, so I'm even shocked he didn't win. You know what I thought was going to happen? I thought I thought James Gunn and Clint Eastwood were going to win this. I thought there was going to be a tie between those two. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, so Clint Eastwood did win, but the Russos won instead of um, James Gunn. Honestly, uh, I think that was a mistake. I can Clint Eastwood, I think, deserved it. I'm okay with that. But James Gunn should have been the other choice. Um, that, I think, was a wrong choice. Even though the Russos did a phenomenal job with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I thought James Gunn had one of the most challenging jobs of the year along with Queen Eastwood, and I think both of them excelled at what they did, and that's why those two should have won. But and, and many of these filmmakers did inventive work. So many of them did different things, but those Queen Eastwood and James Gunn were the two standouts, I felt, on the year. It's unfortunate that... Um, James Gunn wasn't represented as well, but I digress. All right. Um, we now, Mike will now present his special award, and then he also has lead actor um, and actress, I believe, as well. So go ahead, Mike. My award is the Wade Barrett Award back when I started this one, back all the way back when he was in the Nexus. Was you either Nexus or you're against us. Right now I can't do a Wade Barrett parody. I'm really exhausted. But my nominees for my Wade Barrett or Bad News Barrett Award for Achievement in Excellence in Film and Cinema are Guardians of the Galaxy, 22 Jump Street, X-Men, Days of Future Past, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Big Hero 6, Benedict Cumberbatch, Just Him, The Lego Movie, and Interstellar. And I've got to go with what I thought were my favorites of the year. 
Guardians of the Galaxy, which, I mean, all of these were excellent and are of great quality. But Guardians of the Galaxy, Big Hero 6, and 22 Jump Streets, my three-way tie. This was, Guardians was my favorite blockbuster space opera. 22 Jump Street was my favorite comedy, and Big Hero 6 was my favorite animation. So I've covered the gamut. It was fantastic. I own them all. I'm very happy about that, too. Very happy. Okay. Good choices. Um, you also you got the next category, Outstanding Read Actor. Yes, I do. Outstanding Lead Actor. Nominees are Steve Carell as John, John, excuse me, John Euthery Dupont, Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle, American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch as Alan Turing, The Imitation Game, Chris Evans as Captain America, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Michael Fassbender as Magneto, X-Men Days of Future Past. Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Jonah Hill as Schmidt, 22 Jump Street. Michael Keaton as Regan Thompson, Birdman. James McAvoy as Professor Charles Xavier, X-Men Days of Future Past. Matthew McConaughey as Cooper, Interstellar. David Oluanio as Martin Luther King Jr., Selma. Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, The Theory of Everything. Channing, Channing Tatum as Jenko, 22 Jump Street. Miles Teller as Andrew Neiman, Whiplash. And the winner is... James McAvoy as Professor Charles Xavier, and Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle. Ah, oh, wow, wow. Okay, um, that's really my reaction. Um, not about Bradley Cooper. First of all, I thought we might get a tie here. I thought it might be between Keaton and Cooper. I can't believe this. Michael Keaton went the whole night and didn't win anything. Wow. Um, stunning, but I'm not surprised about Bradley Cooper. He's getting rave reviews. He's brilliant in this movie, um, so I think that's really deserved. James McAvoy, in my mind, gave one of the best performances of this year, along with Bradley Cooper. So I, I can't argue with that. I'm just shocked he actually got it. <laughs> I really am, um, especially in light of the fact I thought, if, if anything, he would have gotten it in the genre categories for action-adventure. But, again, you know, maybe people are voting more action-adventure elements and less drama. If that's the case, then McAvoy winning just makes more sense because this is more dramatic, um, more of a dramatic element kind of award. Um I don't have an issue with it. I really don't. I, I just feel bad about Michael Keaton, but not winning. But I'm okay with both the choices to the better performance of the year. Mike, your thoughts? Interest of time. No complaints about Professor Xavier there winning. Uh, although I thought, uh, no, you know what? It was his movie. Uh, other than that, did not see American Sniper. Not surprised Birdman didn't win. Not a lot of people saw it anyway. 
uh, I thought uh, Mark uh, Captain America might win, though. Hmm. Okay. We now move on to the next category, Outstanding Lead Actress, which I have. The nominees are <clears throat> Jennifer Aniston as Claire Bennett, Cake. Jessica Chastain as Murphy Murph Cooper, Interstellar. Angelina Jolie as Maleficent, Maleficent. Felicity Jones as Jane Wilde Hawking, The Theory of Everything. Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Jennifer Lawrence as Raven Mystique, X-Men Days of Future Past. Julianne Moore as Dr. Alice Howland, Still Alice. Rosamond Pike as Amy Elliott Dunn, Gone Girl. Chloe Grace Moretz as Mia Hall, If I Stay. Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Reese Witherspoon as Cheryl Strayed, Wild. And in the Spotlight Film Award for Outstanding Lead Actress goes to Julianne Moore as Dr. Alice Howland, Still Alice. I don't think you have much thoughts, Mike, but I'll throw throw to you anyway. Your thoughts? Don't bother. (laughs) Okay. I didn't think you did. You didn't see the movie. I didn't either. Um, Not many people did. But to me, Julianne Moore, one of the best actresses out there. Uh, Again, kind of like J.K. Simmons, I did see snippets of the performance. She was brilliant. I don't really have an issue with it. Um, Like I said um, earlier, I I felt like Jennifer Aniston gave the performance of her career. I would have been okay with her winning here. Felicity Jones, um, I would have been okay with her winning here. Reese Witherspoon, that would have been fine too. Any one of those choices I would have been okay with. Um, So I I don't mind this choice of Julianne Moore. I think it's well-deserved. All right, now... That leaves us with one. That leaves us with best picture left and the live awards. Mike, I have sent you the three live awards that you will be presenting. You already got them in email, um, and you get the first three. So you will be presenting those first right now. Um, so you can feel free to go ahead whenever you are ready. All right, and let's just do this. Original song of the year, and the nominees are. The Lofle Gerby from The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. Everything is awesome. And everything is cool when you're part of the team, the Lego movie. Glory, Selma. And the winner is Glory, Selma. Really quick, um... I'm not really surprised. It really is. It probably really is the best song. Um, even though the Lego movie song, everything is awesome, was all over the place. That was so early in the year that I think people almost, it kind of, the effect of it kind of wore off. So I, I'm not really surprised. Although I heard this was a close vote between Lego movie and Selma here. Um, so, but I'm not really surprised. Mike. Quick opinion. Haven't heard Selma's song, Glory, although I know it's written by John Legend. Don't care, though. Um, Immortals by uh, Fallout Boy from Big Hero 6. I believe that was a snub. And for me, that was the best original song of the year. But we will go to Cinematic Moment of the Year. The nominees are 
Jenko's reaction to Schmidt sleeping with Dixon's daughter. 22 Jump Street. Dancing Groot. Guardians of the Galaxy. Work hard, yes. Play hard, yes. Spell it wrong in the email, yes. Wi-Fi dream sequence. 22 Jump Street. It's Y-W-H-Y 5-P-H-Y. Not Wi-Fi like Wi-Fi. And your winner is Dancing Groot, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I am really not surprised. First of all, when you see two movies have, uh, you know, two nominees in one category, sometimes they can split the vote, even though both moments were really, really funny in that movie. Um, but I'm really not surprised, especially since that the dancing group was so popular, they had to release the the actual scene on YouTube at one point before the movie even came out on DVD and Blu-ray. So not surprised at all. It was the it was of all these awards, it was the only choice, uh, not only nominee that was out in front in a category by a substantial amount. So not surprised, Mike. Not surprised. Now let's move to Studio of the Year. Your nominees are Disney, Marvel, and Warner Brothers. And your winner is Marvel, which is Disney. (laughs) That's what I was saying when I saw the nominees earlier. Look, I'm going to say this right now. Warner Brothers shouldn't have been up here. Warner Brothers didn't really have a lot going last year. Um... If anything, it should have probably been universal. But I digress. Um, even, uh, no, maybe not. I don't know. I guess that third studio could have been interchangeable. But Disney and Marvel are basically the same thing. But I do know people recognize they kind of try to separate the two. So I, I guess I can understand it. But really, Marvel getting it, it's 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 deser- it's deserved. They had Captain America and Guardians, and that speaks for itself. Guardians. We all I, I knew Guardians would do well. I don't think anybody thought it would do that well. And then Captain America was just, we all know how even that transcended some people's expectations, actually a lot of people's expectations. So no surprise, Mike. So Disney was up twice and won once. That is a <laughs> shocker. Total shocker. Very true. Um and here's and, and here's the thing too. Mar, I mean, the popularity of Marvel that alone probably would have won them this award. Or oh, Disney, that same thing could have applied to. All right, we got a few more uh, live award awards to get to. Let's get through them real quick. I will start off with underrated actor actress cast of the year. The nominees were Chris Evans, Dave Franco, and the cast of X Men: Days of Future Past. And in the Spotlight Film Award, underrated actor actress cast of the year went. Two. Dave Franco. Mike, your thoughts. That's interesting. I am shocked and pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm just gonna say this. I think X Men and Chris Evans kinda canceled each other out here. <laughs> but no, I and I'm gonna be honest. I, I do like Dave Franco. I think he often does get underappreciated because usually he's he got so many big names around him and he kind of just he always has he always has funny moments but he always kind of gets 
lost a little bit sometimes in his movies. So I, I, I don't. I think that's a kind of a cool choice. I, I look. Chris Evans has won. X Men's won a few awards. Hey, you know what? Share the wealth. All right. Next up, underrated film of the year. Here are the nominees: Big Hero Six, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, The Book of Life. And the In the Spotlight Film Award for underrated film of the year goes to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mike, your thoughts? Your stupid monkey movie one. Good for you. The <laughs> other two are probably more underrated and better. But enjoy your monkeys and all the <laughs> slinging. You know what's funny about this is two of these choices are up for best picture, and they all were up in their respective genres. So I don't. I I always try to hope for people to vote for stuff that wasn't actually not like. Remember last year was like Pacific Rim, so you know something like and that wasn't nominated for anything on our on our our show. So I thought that was that's a good choice, you know. But I hey look, I guess maybe there wasn't as much outside of much to choose from outside of what was already nominated. Um, I'm happy for this movie. I'm happy for... I, I would have gone with Donna Planning for the Book of Life, because Big Hero 6 is one animated, so, you know, like I said about Dave Franklin, you know, he liked to share the wealth. Um, so I don't mind this choice, though. I don't mind this choice. I could have been... Donna Planning for the Book of Life. I think Book of the Life is probably a little more underappreciated, so I probably went with that one, but... All right. Finally, last live vote of the award of the night, cameo of the year. The nominees were... Armin, Toby, Toby Jones is Armin Zola, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Howard the Duck, Guardians of the Galaxy. The Returns of Gene, Scott, and Original Beast, played by Famke Jansen, James Marsden, and uh, Kelsey Grammer, X-Men Days of Future Past. And in the spot, my film award for Cameo of the Year goes to retur- The Returns of Gene, Scott, and Original Beast, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mike, your thoughts. Don't have too many X Men. Yay. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised. Um, I heard this was the closest vote of the live voted choices, by the way. A live voted awards, by the way. Um, I guess I could understand why Zola didn't win because you know maybe the char- people don't like the character that much. You're not supposed to like them, so I guess you know. Um, and Howard the Duck, it was a cool thing, but that character was so hated that maybe that kind of tarnished it. So I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. Um, and this was kind of, and these cameos, Gene, Scott, and Beast in X-Men Days of Future Past, spoiler alert, was kind of to rectify some of the things that had been done to the franchise that people hated. So I, I, bearing that in mind really isn't too surprising. It was a, a, a really a, a, a moment in the movie that was pleasing to so many fans. So, All right, so now we're down to one award. Now, um, Best Picture. Mike is going to present this award. Now, what he's going to do first, apparently, according to Jeff Tech, because I don't know who won or I don't know, he is going to remind us all of the full list of nominees and then remind us of the top three and then announce the winner. Um, and, Mike, they just been, Jeff Tech said he just sent them to you. So um, that is our last award of the night, Best Picture. Um, and according to Jeff Tech, it was the close, and this says a lot, because we've had pretty much all of our votes, actually, aside from one year, have been close. It was the closest vote in In the Spotlight Awards history. I'll let you know how much the, the winner won by after the winner is announced. Do you have it, Mike? I do have it. I'm surprised Jeff Tech didn't send me adult contact. <laughs> 
You may go ahead. All right. Now, remember, let's wrap this up in a quick fashion. Sure. This is you, Jackass. Best Picture, and the nominees are American Sniper, Warner Brothers, Big Hero 6, Walt Disney, Birdman, Fox Searchlight, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Walt Disney slash Marvel, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 20th Century Fox, Guardians of the Galaxy, Walt Disney slash Marvel, Interstellar, Paramount, How to Train Your Dragon 2, 20th Century Fox slash DreamWorks, Maleficent, Walt Disney, Selma, Paramount, The Lego Movie, Warner Brothers slash Roadshow Films, 22 Jump Street, Sony, X-Men, Days of Future Past, 20th Century Fox, your top three, American Sniper, Warner Brothers, Big Hero 6, Walt Disney, Guardians of the Galaxy, Walt Disney Marvel, and your winner is Big Hero 6. Walt Disney Pictures. Are you serious? You're serious. I'm as serious as that nut punch you're going to get. Yes. Okay. The winner right. is Big Hero 6. Wow. Walt Disney Pictures. Wow. In the stunning upset. Now, wow. stop, monito- stop monitoring and actually show some damn emotion. I <laughs> am. I'm... I'm I am showing emotion. I'm kind of stunned. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, wow, Spot White. Shut up, Mike. I'm trying to react here. <laughs> um, okay. This is probably the biggest upset we've had at an award show that we've ever done. I, I, that is the honest to God truth. Usually we have the winner, or at least we know what it's going to come between. I never thought Big Hero 6 had a chance. I'm not saying it didn't deserve it. I just didn't think it had a chance. Uh, it goes to show you, though, you know, all these choices, all deser- you know, all these nominees deserve to be there. They all had different elements, but Big Hero 6 probably had every element you look for in a film. Comedy, drama, fantasy escapism, emotion, uh, emotional moments, heart, I mean, heartbreak, everything, tragedy, everything you can look for in a film, it had. And for the second year in a row, our best picture goes to an animated film. And it was a really good animated film. Um, Jeff Tech tells me that American Sniper came in second, Guardians came in third. And the difference between Big Hero 6 and American Sniper, and this is not a joke, was... Eight votes. And apparently Guardians was 15 behind American Sniper. So that's how close the voting was this year. And, again, just a stunning upset. Um, But it's not like it's not deserved. It was a great movie, Big Hero 6. Mike, your final thoughts. 
obsessed or no obsessed, it, it shows how much animation is not a genre like the Oscars so erroneously wrote in what they told The Rock to say. Uh, animation is a legitimate kind of thing for the movies. Mm-hmm. It is a legitimate storytelling device. And Big Hero 6, uh, was it the best movie of the year in my opinion? It was one of my favorite movies of the year, easily. So I'm very happy it won and got recognized. Fair enough. Um, okay, so with that, we are done. Um, for those that want more analysis and information, we'll provide you with some numbers of like who, how, you know, what studios had the won the most tonight, what actors and actresses won the most tonight, et cetera, movies. We'll give you that information on next week's shows. We will not be doing that tonight. Um, so just bear that in mind. Um, also, as I said, you know, we'll be doing some uh, Oscar reaction on next Thursday's show as well for those who have been asking about that. So you'll get a lot of reaction for our award show, the Oscars. We're going to do a special report on the Oscars on next Thursday's show. I already mentioned that on Tuesday's show. So you can tune in next week for that. Next Thursday we'll do all that. Um, so we will wind down now. As always, want to remind you all, the show might be over, but you can continue to interact and participate in our show by – um, you can send us topic ideas and breaking news items related to sports entertainment and wrestling that you want to make sure we cover. Um, feedback, social suggestions, questions about the show and show scheduling, anything like that you can email or Facebook to us or tweet to us. You can email us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, itspotlightbg at gmail.com is my email as well as the shows. And please put in the subject line email, email some idea of what it's about. If it's feedback, label it as feedback. If it's reacting to something somebody said on the show, maybe put one of our names on it or whatever. Just give us some idea. It just helps us out with organizing things, if you please. You can also follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG. That's my Twitter handle as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, it's hashtag ITSpotlight for anything to tweet regarding our show. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for us on Facebook using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our fan page, like our page, and then go ahead and post whatever you like to post. Facebook, Twitter, email, I assure you, if you post or send something to us or post something about us, we will see it. Even if we don't reply back or use, acknowledge, or mention whatever you post or sent on the show, don't rest assured we have seen it. Me and Jeff Tech take turns looking at everything, so... We just can't possibly reply back reply back, or use, mention, or acknowledge everything that's sent in. So just be aware that if you post or send something, we have seen it. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest information about our show, especially as it relates to scheduling. Otherwise, the next best way to get information about our show is on our main show page here on TalkShoe.com. Just search for us here on TalkShoe.com by searching for us using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. Once you find our main show page here on TalkShoe.com, you'll have access to all of our episodes since I moved to TalkShoe five years ago. All of our episodes are available on our episode archive at the bottom of the page in order from most recent to the oldest, labeled with dates, times, numbers, and descriptions. Episode descriptions you get if you click on the little I next to each episode. Our most recent episode can also be found in the most recent episode box in the top right-hand corner. Just click on the play icon in that box, and the episode will play for you. And again, next to the episode, you'll find a uh, little eye that will give you a full description of that episode should you click on it. 
Also, for scheduling purposes, if you're ever confused about scheduling, two things happen anytime I schedule a show on the main show page. And I usually schedule shows no earlier than a half hour or so, or, or even um, more closer to showtime, sometimes 15 minutes before I, I schedule it. So, but it's usually not more than a half hour before showtime I schedule a show. Whenever I do, do that, a countdown clock appears in the top right-hand corner, countdown to our next show. It's right near the most recent episode box, right under it, in fact. And we also have an upcoming episode listing that will appear above the episode archive at the bottom of the page. That will give you all the information about our next episode, date, time, number, and you'll get an episode description so that you click on, click on the little I next to it. So you know everything about our next episode, when it's going to be, how long until it happens. When you see those, those two um, features appear, you know we're definitely having a show. So look out for those things on our show page. Um, and you'll want to check out our show page regularly, especially if you don't follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check it out regularly, daily, especially on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, which are our normal show days and show times. Um, just quick, keep hitting refresh, and when you see the countdown clock and the episode listing, you'll know that we're definitely having a show and know everything you need to know about that particular show. Feel free to also visit us on our second home, livesin.com. Again, that's Libsyn.com. Search for us with our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find us over on Libsyn, you'll have access to all of our recent episodes. Pretty much all of our episodes in the last year are on there in order from most recent to the oldest. We put up labeled episode number, numbers, dates, times, and descriptions for your convenience. Just find the episode you want, click on it, and it will play for you. So feel free to check us out over there on Libsyn.com. Again, that's Libsyn.com. You can also visit us on our old home before our talk shoe days over on blogtalkradio.com. Again, it's blogtalkradio.com. Search for us using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find us over there, you can scroll down, and then at the bottom of the page you'll find our episode archive over there that includes all of our first 31 episodes, the original 31 episodes ever of our show. They're in, they're in order from most recent to the oldest. Label from the most recent in order from the most recent date to the oldest date. Label with dates, times, numbers, and descriptions for your convenience. So if you're interested in those, maybe you've never listened to them, or maybe you just feel like listening to them again for whatever reason, they're over there. They'll always be there. So feel free to check them out over there on BlogTalkRadio.com. Again, it's BlogTalkRadio.com, and you can also check us out on iTunes, Mike. Search for in the spotlight on iTunes, subscribe, download, and enjoy us, and support us on iTunes. Okay. Um, I want to thank Jeff Tech for all of his hard work tonight. Thank you so much, Jeff Tech. I want to thank Mike for being here tonight. Thank you, Mike. I'm going to bed. Let's go. Okay. And I want to thank myself for our great show. Pat myself on my back. And thank all of you for your continued support and contributions to the show. Thank you so much for listening to all those that participated in some way in the In the Spotlight Film Awards, whether you voted, for, helped to decide the nominees, the winners, whether you voted, whether you were among our panel that counted the votes, whether you only simply helped to, the, helped to put together the nominees for the Live Vote Awards, or whether you just voted on the Live Vote of the Awards tonight. Whatever, whatever you've done, whatever you did, any involvement you had in this process or in tonight, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. We all appreciate it. It was a tremendous success again. We had some big surprises, including what I think is the biggest surprise in our history in terms of the film awards or any awards we've ever done, and the closest vote, um, according to Jeff Tech. So it was a great night, um, and we look forward to more. So thank you for joining us for this fifth annual film awards. 
Um, this is it for this week. Our next show will be this coming Tuesday, which will be our first show of March. This, this show closes out February. How to believe? Our first show of March this coming Tuesday, um, which will be March the third uh, at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, broadcasting live here on Talk Show. It'll be pretty much a college basketball show. We're doing our tourney talk, tourney ten rankings. Um, Bracket Bugle will do um, our second-to-last bubble watch of the year. We haven't had a lot, done a lot of that, but we'll be doing a quite an in-depth version of that on Tuesday. And then we'll cover any other sports talents we have to cover, MLB, NBA, etc. Box office, and then the entertainment side, will, um, well, actually, no, no need for entertainment because we'll be doing that on Thursday. So not going to be a combo show on Tuesday, just sports. So pretty much an all-college basketball show coming at you on Tuesday. Next Thursday, and Back to our normal format of sports on Tuesday, entertainment on Thursday. Next Thursday, box office beat, TV picks of the week. We're probably going to bring the film picks of the week back. And then we're going to do our special report on the Oscars and the controversy surrounding it. And we'll also give some thoughts and reactions to our film awards that took place tonight. So that will be coming up next Thursday. So that's what's coming up next week. Um, And we'll make some announcements about what's coming up in March next week as well. So that's what's coming up next week. I hope you all have a great night. A great weekend and a great start to your week next week. We'll see you back here broadcasting live here on Talk Show this coming Tuesday, March 3rd at 8 o'clock Eastern Time for some college basketball discussion and other sports discussion coming at you on Tuesday. Until then, have a good night, everybody. Talk to you again Tuesday. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.